In a stadium rich with tradition, the lights shine the brightest. This is the camp. Now, here's your host, Zach Heilprin, on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yes, welcome in. No Jesse Temple. He'll be back with me tomorrow as we break down practice number three of spring. On today's show, we're going to be talking with Kelsey Sharkey and Jerry Mao. They're from the creative media team with the football program. Kelsey, new to Madison. She came over with Luke Fickle from Cincinnati. Jerry, a UW grad, been working full-time in the department since uh, since 2014. Uh, so you're probably actually wondering why have them on. Well, social media obviously has become absolutely huge on a number of fronts in the last decade, both in promoting the team and in recruiting. All those amazing videos and gifts and posts and uh, everything else across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and every other social media platform, uh, that comes from the department that Kelsey runs and that Jerry's a big part of. Um, so it was great to get to hear their perspective, especially in what has been a pretty significant change going from Paul Christ to Luke Fickle. So here they are, Kelsey Sharkey and Jerry Mao. Now joined by a couple more special guests. It's Kelsey Sharkey, the director of new media. She's new to uh, Wisconsin, and then Jerry Mao, who's been here forever. Jerry, is that, is that is that an accurate statement? He's video producer. I believe you've been here since 2014, but you're a UW grad, so you've been here for even even longer. But uh, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Kelsey, wanted to start with you. You played college basketball at Appalachian, Appalachian State, I believe. Appalachian. Appalachian. Getting corrected here already. All right, Appalachian State. Um, how often do you have to correct people on that all the time? Not as much now. Not as I much. think that they've started to make a little bit more of a name for themselves in the in the football world. But in the beginning, I got corrected oh, when did I was you? there on my visit. So okay. I, I've been right. humbled as well. What kind of player were you? Uh, I like to think of myself a little bit as the X factor, kind of the, I guess as Coach Fickle would say, the tough and nasty <laughs> player. Um, so you played there, and then how did you get into – First of all, describe new media. What does new media mean to you? So I've actually been kind of petitioning to call it creative media now okay. because it's not so new anymore. Apparently that has not made its way and stuck yet. But the new media more is the the social, the external media that the fans and the recruits and everyone else are getting to consume. How did you get into that? Um, I assume it started when you were in college. It did. A little bit growing up, too. I just always really enjoyed making videos. Um just editing different pieces. If I had friends over, we were making a TV show or a movie or just something silly like that and was kind of directed in college that that was a route I could actually take with my career and it kind of went from there. I actually did a little behind the scenes show, if you want to call it that, when I was in college and then that's how I really got going. I think we all did that in college. Not behind the scenes stuff, but like doing like, uh, I remember do, at Whitewater did video um like highlights for the football team and like voiceover stuff and be like, this is, this is awesome. And it right. wasn't, it wasn't awesome at all. <laughs> it was horrible, but it was like, you know, we all have that moment. It sounds like you had a lot, you were a lot better at it than I. So, um, but like when you, when you get to Cincinnati, it's a new position under uh, coach Vickle when he's there, he kind of said he saw it, what happened at Ohio state, he could see how big it was coming and he wanted to have somebody dedicated to it. How did you end up there? I know you're from Cincinnati. Yes. So, yeah, that actually, strangely enough, didn't really have anything to do with it. I was okay. just kind of looking to move on to the next thing, applied to that position there, and got a chance to interview. Uh, Coach Ficka was really involved in the process. I talked to him a lot throughout that, but 
it being a new position, I think, kind of gave me that advantage getting into there. Uh, I believe uh, when you got to Cincinnati, um, this is from The Athletic, they said uh, you had to sell the sizzle before the steak even hit the pan, meaning Cincinnati was kind of being built up, right? It wasn't the Cincinnati that we knew once it became, you know, going to the college football playoff and all like that. How, how difficult was that, and how different is that coming here to Wisconsin? Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of similarities, too, though. So it was tough in that first year because we weren't that great on the field, but there was so much excitement around Coach Fickle that that part kind of handled itself. And I think we get a little bit of that here, too, as well. Um, hopefully without the, uh, the negative season to start things off, but right. just building around that excitement of the new coach and the new culture really does a lot of the work for itself. So it was a little bit difficult, obviously, with that 4-8 and eight season trying to tell the story, but we were fortunate enough that it really took off after that first year. Um, Lucas said he's, and he's made it very clear that he's not really a social media guy. Like it's, he said he could, you know, leave it, but he understands the importance of it. Um, it feels like some coaches might have their hands in everything. He, he doesn't, he trusts you. What does that mean to you? It's makes the complete difference in the job. And that's why I wanted to come here. I knew what I was getting and I knew that he had that trust instead of jumping in kind of with a new coach or a new staff somewhere else where I didn't know how things were going to work and the ability to have that trust just amplifies what we're able to do as a team within our own department. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, you're a big, obviously been a big part of the video department for almost a decade now, even before that, you know, you were an, in, were you an intern? Did you work a little yeah, bit? I was with a UW? student intern. Um, so I, actually didn't come to school for video. Okay. Um, I actually originally came here uh, thinking I was going to do computer science and do coding and all that stuff. Um, took one semester of that and hated it and <laughs> absolutely thought it was the driest thing ever. And at the time, my roommate was uh, in these com arts classes. And so I decided to take one of the classes, fell in love. And I mean, similar to Kelsey, right? Like growing up, we would make videos right like that's make, yeah. a very loose term right make videos take pictures very loose term um and that was just a hobby and i'd never thought that that hobby would take me to where i am now but um took one class of that and was hooked um and then he was also at the time working on the video board side for um in-house video right like what you see on the scoreboards all that stuff and so i applied um got a position um, under the post-production side and I've been in this department since so <laughs> how is it how has it changed I assume significantly uh, Luke Fickle is your the third football head coach that you've worked under obviously right oh I shouldn't say that because you were here as a student so you, you were under Bielma as well yep. but then obviously Gary Anderson for two years Paul for the last seven and now Luke how has it changed from when you stepped in and obviously the technology is significantly different as well. How has it changed? Yeah, I mean, it's looking back just even to, you know, 2014, 2015, like my first few years, it's full-time. It's a completely different, completely different department, let alone, you know, the, the little changes, like, right, like the digital world, all of that. Um, each coach had its own, um, you know, style, its own access, its own, right? Every, every coach is different. Um, I will say with Fick, it's, you know, he understands why it's so important. So it's been really easy for us, especially Kelsey coming in, having that trust built already to be able to just jumpstart right in and get going and 
crank out content, right? Um, with some of the other coaches, it was a little bit harder. And back then, it was different too, right? Social media wasn't the same as what it is right now. Right. Even, if, I mean, when Coach Chris started, it wasn't as crazy as it is right now, with, especially with the recruiting world. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a completely different, different, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, we were talking down on the field earlier today and, um, you know, going from Paul Christ to Luke Fickle, just, you know, in the, the public sphere, is, you can tell how different it is. But what kind of changes have, has Kelsey been able to make and you guys be able to make with Luke here now? Yeah, um, the, I think, first of all, from, like, my perspective, right, like, being here for so long, it was it was a breath of fresh air to be able to, you know, have that direct line of communication to the coach at all times, right? Fick trusts Kelsey with everything that she brings to the table and, in turn, gives that trust to her entire team, uh, which I think is really important, right? Without that trust, you really you can't build anything without that trust. So having that connection really already was was a big first step. Um, and on top of that, it's many programs they like, and I keep saying this to my friends too. Like people all of a sudden are saying like, "Oh man, like did you hear what Fix said, or did you hear what the player said?" Like many programs say the same things. It's just how much are the coaches willing to give that access to have our fans hear that, right? At the end of the day, football's football. There's not too many different approaches, thoughts, right? Like, it's, it's very it's, – it's all in the same bubble. Yeah. <clears throat> From one coach to the other, they, they have the same approach. Everybody wants to win games, right? Everybody wants to win championships. That's all – it's the way it's, it's presented, and um, because we have that access, because we have that trust, we can present to the fans easier. So, uh, you mentioned the idea of recruiting and how it's social media is, is just so important when it comes to, to to recruiting. Has that has it taken a step up even? You know, from when you started at Cincinnati to, to now, like how important it is, and how much time is spent your time, you two on recruiting and, and re- whether it's recruiting videos, whether it's tweets, whether it's TikToks, whether it's anything, how much time is spent compared to like producing content for what the team is now? I want to say behind the scenes, it's honestly like a 50-50 split. It's grown like crazy even in the last five years. It almost needs to be a job within the department itself, which it kind of has become a little bit and it's split off as we've kind of gone through this, but it's just a whole different piece now working with the recruiting content and do you like it do you, do you like that aspect of it I do like it it can get a little out of hand sometimes right. I think there's almost no rules anymore it's it, you got to be really competitive in it because the other schools are doing it and that brings a little bit of a challenge um, maybe not having all of the resources or all of the staff that maybe another school is just dedicating to recruiting so that is a little bit of a challenge but that can be fun too but it, it gets it gets crazy I was reading up, um, you know, I was trying to figure out how exactly you do your job. And uh, reading on The Athletic, it was scrolling TikTok for, is that for ideas? Is that, where, is that where you get ideas? Like, where do you guys get ideas for, 
for videos. Uh, the, the one video that sticks out, and obviously you've, you've been here for a few months, but the one video that sticks out for me, for, for Jerry, is the Johnny Davis video from last year, which you won an award for, which is just absolutely insane. I, I still don't know how you did the shots where you have him shooting in the gym and then it's him in a game. Did you cap, how did you do that, first of all? Yeah. I just, I didn't need to know. Yeah. Did uh, you have him come in and do those shots? Yeah, so um, it helps when you shot those shots, right? So um, we were lucky enough going into that shoot. We So I might be ratting myself out on this, but <laughs> going into that shoot, about 30 minutes before that shoot, we, as in Eric Rowley and I, were uh, packing everything up and we were kind of scrambling because we had kind of a idea. We wanted to have him in the spotlight because like he's stepping into the spotlight and we're like, yeah, that's cool. But like, how can we add to that? Right? Like, do we just cut between the spotlight and highlights? What do we do? And literally like five minutes before we left our office to go to Cole Center, we're like, well, what if we matched his plays in the spotlight and go between the spotlight and his actual plays. We're like, yeah, but like, how are we going to do that? So we ended up pulling like his top seven or eight plays from the season, and we loaded it onto an iPad, and we had exported them in like super slow mo. So we brought that iPad with us, and we're like, hey Johnny, you've made these plays before. Can you like basically <laughs> do it again in a spotlight with no one around? He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And so we were lucky enough, we shot those shots. So we knew exactly where we were standing, what lenses we were using, all that, all those details. So um, when you have those details, it's a lot easier to reframe it exactly how it was. So that really was the biggest, to, to sell that effect, right? Um, you have to make sure that you know, the lens you're using is the same, the position, all that stuff, um, and with Johnny being a you know all-star athlete, it was, it was basically a one-take wonder. With that, we didn't have to tell him, you know, yeah, do that again, you know, for the fiftieth time. Like, it was it was pretty smooth sailing from there. So. It, it was remarkable. I, I have been sitting here for the last year and a half, like how the how what? It was amazing. But how, Kelsey, when you're coming trying to find new ideas for content and for videos, how do you do it? It's a little bit of a mix, I think, kind of scrolling through and looking and seeing what else is out there but you also kind of get to the point where you don't want to do that because right. you almost don't want to block yourself and kind of oh well someone else already did that so that's not something I want to do it almost limits you a little bit so I think it's kind of finding that balance and you even you don't want to be a TikTok trend you don't want to just be stealing trends right that's yeah. that was always kind of the weird thing with TikTok this is it kind of goes against everything we were ever taught but now it's cool to do that. So that's been kind of a relearning point as social media has kind of changed kind of, I guess, through our era of things. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy hard like to, to come up with new stuff because there's so many people creating content right now that not just in the world, but especially in college football and, and everything like that, it's extremely hard to do. Um, I was reading uh, Colton Bartholomew's story on you uh, that he did uh, last month and uh, he started it by saying Luke made a promise to never say no to anything that you've ever asked him to do. Uh, that was how he kept you, I think, at Cincinnati. I know you said that, I don't know why he keeps telling people that, but um, ha has, has there been anything, what's the craziest thing that you've had him uh, do, and is there anything in the works? Has he, has he said no to anything? He hasn't. Okay. 
So he's cut. He's he'll be hesitant. You know, you got to walk up with the mic and you just kind of give him the look like it's time again, and <laughs> he won't fight it. But I'd say probably the craziest thing is when we kicked off our TikTok at Cincinnati. Now everybody's probably going to go back and look at this, but I did have him dance with okay. some of the guys, so that is still out there. Yeah. Um, I don't take advantage of it. I know when to push with it and when to kind of wait for an ask. So I probably should, though, as much as he's telling people. I'm going to start asking him to do some outrageous things. We do have another idea in the works um, that's a little more out there. I don't want to say what it is yet in case it doesn't go through. Maybe off there. Maybe off there. All right. It's it's fun. I remember this. And look, Paul Crist was not... He didn't like doing stuff with the media. It just, it just wasn't him. And yet, there's just an amazing video from his first year, Big Ten Network. Do you, I don't know if you saw this or not, but they like had like the coaches do like whatever tradition was at their own school. Do you remember this? He, so they had jump around. And it's just his head like bobbing up and down at the bottom of the screen, like up and down. You can still find it. It's on YouTube. It's, it's hilarious. It's the funniest thing ever. Um, but I'm pretty sure that was, like, that was like the last thing he ever did. Right, like that's probably why. Oh, I'm sure it was. Like I looked, st- it was amazing, but I also looked stupid as hell. Like just yeah, yeah. And he's like just jumping up towards the screen. It was yeah, it was hilarious. Um, uh, you go, you guys have these wired episodes that uh, you started at Cincinnati. You did it with the coaching staff. Uh, we saw it here with the uh, strength staff during um, workouts. Um, how much good stuff got left on the floor with those guys? I had them in here last week, uh, and there was – it's a group. It's a, it's a hell of a group, and it's a very interesting group. Did a lot of good stuff get left on the, on the, on the ground? I like to think we pull the best stuff okay. for it. But, but you have to leave some stuff, right? Yeah. I'll, so I'll do an initial cut, and it usually gets down, and, you know, you're trying to make two, three-minute episodes, and you get down, and you're like, I just saved 16 minutes of content for these guys, and then you got to cut it again. So – there's more to it. Um, you know, there's the balance of you don't want to make it too long, not too short, want to keep people engaged, but there's some, there's some good stuff out there. Do you have any blackmail in Austin at all? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I was going to say. Oh, yeah. uh, so you guys, I, you don't mind me sharing. You, no, guys, no. you guys are engaged. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming like you're like, hey, you, you, you go pick up that trash right now. You take the trash out right now or this is getting put out, all right? I haven't had to use it like that yet, but I'll keep that in mind. You should. You should. My wife, my wife would definitely use it like that if she had an opportunity. Um, so um, you guys had something called Let It Fly at Cincinnati, um, similar to the camp, um, but I watched it. It was like the fickles were just so wide open. Like the, the episode I watched, uh, the fickles were just so wide open. You're in their house, asking them questions, get the kids. Um, do you have something planned for Wisconsin in that similar vein? Do you, do you anticipate something similar to the camp, like starting back up? I assume I assume you do. We Yes, yeah, so we are starting the camp back up. Um, I'll let Jerry speak on that a little more, just having kind of the history of it and everything. But we will do a kind of smaller spring ball version before we kick it off oh, in the fall. Nice. Yeah, so we're going to do a, a, mini, a mini camp uh, for spring, um, three episodes. Um, it's actually, I mean, I guess this is the first time the public will know. Yeah, I guess we haven't really, um, we put, haven't it out really there yet. put it out there yet, but, uh, starting next Tuesday, um, we will drop the first episode and, um, every two weeks we will drop another episode. So three episodes total for spring, um, kind of, a less so, so, I mean, I'm sure you've watched the camp from last season. Um, 
our fall version of the camp has always been about the players and the de development and like you know fighting for spots and like showing the players who they are right on yeah. and off the field. Um, for this spring version with entire new staff, we figured the best direction to go with it is to show off the new staff. Yeah. Right. Um, show the the fans who Fick is as a coach on and off the field, um, what he's brought differently to the table, um, and then our next few episodes after that, we'll kind of go into the offensive side and defensive side of the ball. Um, but yeah, it should be should be pretty exciting to have the fans kind of see that side too. Do you guys have anything else uh, special planned that uh, that is that is new that uh, people can can be expecting? Because I feel like. There's there's been three things that have really stood out this off season. It was the, the wait staff, the the recruiting, and the social media. I think that's that's all stood out um, for everybody. Is there is there anything else that that people can be uh, expecting from you guys, or is it uh, wait and see? It's hard for me to say. I guess not having known what was here before. Okay. Um, I like to think the answer is just yes. Just to everything with right? the opportunity that we have in front of us. Right. I mean, like I said, like being part of both staffs now like it's it's refreshing to be able to even have those opportunities to showcase it right like a lot of the stuff were happening behind the scenes and you know fans may not have seen it but it did happen right um so it's it's at least it makes our job so much easier when you're able to showcase that to the public um so i yeah blunt answer yeah there's definitely going to be more stuff. Whether what that is, we'll see. But how significant is is the change in terms of access? Again, I think it all comes down first to trust, right? I don't think this transition would have been as easy if it wasn't for Kelsey being here already, having that bridge between the coaching staff and the social side. But because she has that connection, it's been pretty seamless in terms of being able to get access team meetings, winter conditioning, like anything, you name it, right? So it all goes back to that trust and that, that bond, that bridge that you build between the coaching staff and the social team. Awesome, awesome. All right, guys, thank you very much. Really appreciate you taking the time, and we're all looking forward to it. I, I catch myself watching videos multiple times uh, to catch the little things here and there that, that sometimes you miss. So I certainly appreciate your time, and... Um, Kelsey, welcome to Wisconsin. Thank Jerry, you. good to see you again. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having us. All right. All right. Again, big thanks to Kelsey and Jerry. Uh, as someone who works very much on the periphery of what they do, uh, I continue to marvel at that skill that they have and uh, what they possess uh, to put together some of these videos. And uh, they're certainly not alone. ton of people behind the scenes, uh, the, the staff behind the scenes that helps that process. Um, so that is going to do it for the show today. Jesse's back, as I said before, tomorrow with me to break down practice number three from spring. Going to talk a little bit about his recruiting story that he posted today. You can go check that out. Max Steineker, Pat Lambert, um, really impressive things. I had a chance to talk with them today as well. That interview going to be coming up a little bit later here in spring. And then we'll also probably talk a little bit about what some of the defensive linemen had to say today and more. Again, please rate, subscribe, download, whatever, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and let us know how you're liking the daily episodes or not. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You've been listening to The Camp.